Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Should we do some vocal warm-ups? Okay. Do a vocal fry for me. Uh, no, neither of us know what that is. Uh, that's vocal fry, isn't it? Hello. Hello. I hate vocal fry because my, my whole voice is vocal fry. It's true, actually. La, 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 That was really good. Was it? Yeah. Well done, babes. Shall we start? Let's start. Okay. You're listening to Be More Cleverer, a podcast in which we try and basically improve ourselves by having more knowledge to make us both more impressive in conversations and pub quizzes. Um, This is episode four of season two. I don't know why we're still talking about the whole season thing, but it feels like (laughs) the right thing to say. Uh, And here's what happened last week. I am going to go with uh, one of the, I mean, it's, it's very sad to say this, one of the many legendary people that we've lost this year. Muhammad Ali. Oh, cool. I want to know where the phrase float like a butterfly, sting like a bee came from. I basically just want to know why, what point did he have that legend that status? Happen? Like, how did it come to happen? Because okay. you can be excellent at sport, but he really is hailed as the yeah. greatest. I was I was dreading it a bit because it was a sport thing. Yeah, and um, when we were deciding what to go, what I would give you, you did say, "Don't give me sport," and so I gave you sport. But uh-huh. um, I mean, it's someone who uh, I mean, if we're thinking about people who've like legendary people who we've lost this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them, and I thought, and not he's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's not, you're not wrong. And um, he's a particular one where I thought I understood the legend status, but I didn't know if I really did. Like, I understand it and I respect it, but I don't know if I knew all about it. And I think a lot of people would be on that level as well. Completely right. Completely right. I just, what I knew, if you know, to, be, to put it really crassly, what I knew was that he was good at boxing. Yeah, me too. Do you know what I mean? And, that, mm-hmm. that, and that's, that is, I really, it's a really crass description. But I just, and I, there were certain phrases and terms and 
match titles um, that I knew of, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know the whole story. Yeah. Uh, so this has really provided that. It's before our time, isn't it? Before our time. Mm. Even yours. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what have you got for me, dear? Well, it feels like I've been doing this run, Katie. It's like been giving you some basic facts to start. Basic. Basic. Because I'm basic, yep. I'll admit that. Um, so I just want to talk to you, I'll give you some basic facts, but then I'm going to talk about Muhammad Ali becoming Muhammad Ali, because you may or may not know that that is not his actual name. Didn't know that. Uh, we'll talk, you wanted to know about float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I did. And actually, it could have gone either way there, but there's a really nice, interesting uh, aspect of Muhammad Ali's life that I didn't know about, which Mm -hmm. I'll delve into. And I'll also talk about a few fights and a legacy, because like you said, he was one of the greats we lost this year, and there really is a legacy there. And reading up on a lot of his history, it, it dawned on me how big an influence this guy was. Okay. So let's get into it with the basic facts. Well, that's what we want. We want it for, to, for it to dawn. We're waiting for the dawn. Dawn's crack. Dawn's crack. So the facts. Muhammad Ali was born Cassius Clay Jr. in Louisville, Kentucky. The state of Kentucky enforced a code of racial segregation that, that, um, that prevented black people from using many of the same public facilities as their white neighbours. Okay. This, Katie, is important to know. OK. At that time, in the 40s, 1947 the state of Kentucky enforced segregation laws. Right. When Cassius Clay was 12 years old, his parents bought him a bike for his birthday. Mm-hmm. That bike was stolen when he went to a fun fair. Oh, he was 12? He was 12. He went to the local fair on his bike, as you would. Oh. Uh, and he went to report the robbery to the local police station mm-hmm. and came across a police officer called Joe Martin. Now, this... Then this next bit sounds like I've probably made it up, but it, it's and it also sounds like the plot to like an eighties kids film. Okay. So, Joe Martin, the police officer, was a, was a boxing instructor as well as a police officer, and Clay, Cassius Clay was so mad and like I'm going to beat those guys up who stole my bike. Joe Martin suggested that he learned how to fight before dishing out those threats. Right. And he was a boxing instructor, so Martin became Cassius Clay's first trainer. He. Really? Cassius Clay was taught by the police officer he went to see uh, and then won an array of titles in the amateur boxing world. That does sound like a film, doesn't it? Yeah. And not necessarily a, a good sort of realistic one. Yeah, like un, un, under Joe Martin's guidance, he, yeah. you can picture the montage of like this kid like really yeah. like annoying and angry and he like learns to be... It's like the Karate Kid. And then shout, kid, kid, hey, hey, quit kid. it. Quit it, kid. You've got to learn. With great power becomes great responsibility. And then he becomes Spider-Man. And then Cassius... That's right, man. That's a story. So fast forward to the age of 18. Cassius Clay qualified for the 1960 Olympics in Rome. I didn't know it was in Rome. I didn't know the 1960 Olympics. Write that down, everybody. 1960 Olympics were in Rome. Uh, And he was very popular with the world media and with his athletes. And he won gold in the light heavyweight title. Mm Mm-hmm. And when he got home, he was honoured in a victory parade around Louisville. But remembering what I told you, in Louisville, in the state of Kentucky, there were still segregation laws. Right. So he was refused service in a whites-only diner um, because even though he was an Olympic champion and Mm well-revered, he wasn't allowed into any of like the the fancy do's. And this was in the early 60s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Reading about it, it's still... Because you learn about it in school and you Mm -hmm. go, eh... 
Yeah, that was it. Can't really visualise it, can you? It's just so infuriating. Mm. I just, I can't even. In 1964, four years after the Olympics, Cassius Clay was up against reigning world heavyweight champion Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston. Right, okay. Sonny Liston was the 7-1 to one betting favourite over Clay, so I don't really know about bets, but I think he that's, was the favourite. That's favorite. good. He was the favourite. Mm-hmm. Sonny was confident and his thought, his experience would be enough to defeat the young, the youngster, the, the young whippersnapper, mm-hmm. the young buck. Mm-hmm. But that night, Cassius Clay was said to have used deft footwork and impressive hand speed to outpace his opponent. Basically, he did really well. He did very, very well. Did very well. Uh, after the sixth round, Sonny Liston retired the match and Cassius Clay had beaten all the odds to become the heavyweight champion of the world. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Woohoo. So I've mentioned the importance of that kind of really harsh segregation Kentucky upbringing. Mm-hmm. So speculation about Clay's religious beliefs and black um, black power, black resistance, had been fueled by his relationship and friendship with black civil rights leader and Nation of Islam member Malcolm X. Right. And I again, this is really stupid, but I didn't know that Malcolm X. I knew he was, um, you know, a figure of. Uh, Black resistance, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he was a member of the Nation of Islam. No, I didn't. didn't. I didn't know that. So after defeating Liston, Clay publicly acknowledged that he was a member of this same religious movement. Right. And in the March of that year, he was given the name Muhammad Ali by his spiritual mentor, Elijah Muhammad. Right. That was controversial because the Nation of Islam uh, supported the call for apartheid between different races right so we're kind of going beyond black and white segregation this was kind of all races should be separate and they had they had a lot of odd and slightly left beliefs yeah so but as well as being controversial uh muhammad ali was also seen as a a huge symbol of black pride and kind of freedom but more than freedom this was kind of him saying black america has had enough of this ridiculous situation yeah so katie you wanted to know about float like a butterfly sting like a bee yes as well as being heavyweight champion of the world muhammad ali was also known as the louisiana lip right the ll the ll he wrote poetry and used training and conferences to share his wise words okay so the lip thing was okay yeah he was a chatty he's a chatty chatty cathy some criticised him for the simplicity and... Um... Basically, the way you just phrased what you just said to me. <laughs> Basically, they criticised him for his poor use of words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like me. We're one in the same. But that is indeed where his famous phrase comes from. It was, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Right. So it was just one of his little... Ditties. Ditties, his wise mm. cracks. Um, but I wanted to play you a poem from Ali himself to get a greater understanding. Play me a poem? Yes. you got some audio got for some me, some audio. So you can just get a greater understanding of what he wrote. Okay. And what he meant and what he was thinking. So it's called The Truth. And mm-hmm. Katie, you're my truth. You're my truth. You're my truth, my darling truth. I just wrote a poem the other day entitled Truth. It says, the face of truth is open. 
The eyes of truth are bright. The lips of truth are ever closed. The head of truth is upright. The breast of truth stands forward. The gaze of truth is straight. Truth has neither fear nor doubt. Truth has patience to wait. The words of truth are touching. The voice of truth is deep. The law of truth is simple. All you sow, you reap. The soul of truth is flaming, the heart of truth is warm, the mind of truth is clear and firm through rain and storm. Facts are only its shadow. Truth stands above all sin. Great be the battle of life. Truth in the end shall win. The image of truth is the cross. Wisdom's message is its rod. The sign of truth is Christ, and the soul of truth is God. Life of truth is eternal. Immortal is its past. Power of truth shall endure. Truth shall hold to the last. That's a Speak for yourself, hon. That's a masterpiece. That, do you know what? I... There's something about his voice that is so, like... That must be such a big part of why he's so legendary, is... It's kind of engrossing, not, isn't it? Yeah, it's not just what he's saying, but he that is like a... He's a public speaker, isn't he? He's, mm. That is so, like... You, you're, you're hooked on everything that he's saying. You and ho- it's kind of hypnotising, a yeah. little bit. Mm. Yeah, you, you kind of... You're clinging to every word, right? Absolutely. So... Back into, we're stealth back into Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Delving. We're delving in. So as you know, Casey, as you might be aware, Mm -hmm. the US went to war with Vietnam. Yes. What I didn't know was that it was between 1954... And 1975, which is a really long time. I didn't know it was that long, actually. I knew it was around, that's, around the 50s. That's so. crazy and mm. really long. Yeah. One day we might discuss Vietnam and its atrocities and its ridiculousness, but um, that's for another time. Okay. Uh, but Muhammad Ali, you might not have known, was expected to go to the army and join the army. He received a notice to draft him into the US Army. Mm-hmm. But he objected to serving in the military because of his beliefs. I knew that he didn't didn't do his national service, mm. but I didn't really know. I didn't know why. So because of his beliefs, it yeah. was a religious thing. 
And then he also referenced here the mistreatment of black Americans, saying that he refused to cooperate with the US government for oppressing, uh, in oppressing other, another race of people. Good for him. Yeah, that makes sense. He was stripped of his championship, which I can't believe. Because he didn't... Because he evaded his, his calling. Okay. And was fined $10,000 and sentenced to five years in prison. Stop. I didn't know all of that. He didn't serve any of that time and his conviction was overturned after appeal. Okay, because famous. Because famous. Because famous. Uh, and at the time he said of, of this situation, I will not disgrace my religion, my people or myself by becoming a tool to enslave those who are fighting for their own justice, freedom and equality. Katie, I want to talk to you about Rumble in the Jungle. Rumble in the Jungle, hit me. Which I thought Don't was a... literally hit me. <laughs> Put the bag thing away. the <laughs> way. They're in my bag. Uh, uh, I thought that was a wrestling term off of the WWE. WWE. W- it was the WWF though, but they had a... And the pandas. And the pandas came. Reclaimed it. But Casey... And the pandas came. And the pandas came. <laughs> I don't know about you, Katie, my dear, but I only knew of this as a reference from like sport things. People just talk about it in sport. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, rumble in the jungle. Like whatever. People yeah. just say it. I thought it was kind of like a like a phrase. Like yes, a, I didn't realize it was a thing. It was. This was where it was coined, though. Okay, coined. Uh, that's like that's like such a be more clever word. It is. Let's isn't talk it? about where things were coined. <laughs> the royal mint. <laughs> uh, but this this term was coined. Um, I can't not say now. This was this became the term for the epic fight between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman off of the grill. George Foreman off the grill. Off of the so grill. So proud of it. You- Put his name on it. So, after all that drama with the government, Muhammad Ali returned to boxing in 1971. Right. And had suffered his first professional loss against Joe Fraser at Madison Square Garden in New York. That fight was known as the fight of the century due to the pair's immense rivalry away from the ring. Away from the ring? Away from the ring. Both Muhammad Ali and Joe Fraser were seen as symbols of opposing social and political beliefs within black society, but for different reasons. Right, okay. So Joe, I think Muhammad Ali thought that Joe Fraser was kind of white-loving. If that's really? A, I think so. He, whereas Muhammad Ali was very extreme in his beliefs. That So you're saying Muhammad Ali thought that? It yeah. wasn't necessarily, there was no more to it necessarily than that. But the, there was there was a rivalry and the press yeah. picked up on it. and um, Probably made it a million times more magnified. Yeah, and Ali being his uh, outspoken self mm-hmm. of black self-realisation dismissed Fraser in pre-fight interviews as Uncle Tom, which I think is is basically a reference to Uncle Sam and like the fact that he's following what the white American society—he's mm. kind of like just a pawn in the yeah. American. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he didn't—they didn't like each other basically. But he had lost in that fight in 1971. Who Muhammad Ali? Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to 1974, and Ali had a chance to reclaim his title of heavyweight champion of the world. This is what three years later. Yeah. Okay. Against George Foreman, who was there. Who George was Foreman. George Foreman. George boy. Ali entered the ring as three to one underdog. Right. But in front of 80,000 fans, he unveiled a new tactic, which was termed at the time, not good, but all the same, I like it, the rope-a-dope. Pardon? The rope-a-dope. The rope-a-dope. The rope-a-dope. What's the rope-a-dope? Leaning back against the ropes, Ali Uh avoided most punches to the head and absorbed... I'm doing it now. Yeah. And absorbed all those punishing body blows before counter-attacking. So you kind of... Oh, I feel like I see him do that on film sometimes. Yeah. Doesn't Homer Simpson do that? He does. He does. Great yeah. great use. Um, and then basically nothing's happening because 
the the ropes are kind of taking your body weight, so you're not really feeling the. It, they take the impact. They take the impact. He avoided most of the punches, and then in the middle rounds, with George Foreman being tired, he kind of had the upper hand. Muhammad Ali took the upper hand. Oh, it's kind of sly, isn't it? It is sly. And in shady. <laughs> shady bitch. <laughs> and in round eight, Muhammad Ali launched a powerful combination that knocked the champion to the canvas, the floor. The floor. That's what we call the ring, actually. Katie is the canvas. So. The floor, yes. You in the game. <laughs> and this was like a massive deal. Mm-hmm. So much so that a BBC Sports commentator at the time, Harry Carpenter. Harry Carpenter. He said, oh my God, he's won the world title. And he's 32. Like, being 32 was seen as, like, you're out of the game. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's true for a lot of sport, though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, that's mad. So, he, so he... What, before that point, at that point that he had that game, that match with George Foreman, yeah. had he reached that legend status by that point? He, this match was the making of legendary... Ali, I think. Okay. So though he became Muhammad Ali in himself mm-hmm. years prior. Oh, I don't he... mean by name. Yes, but, but like, by, yeah, but yeah. Wang is now. It's, for, it's quite confusing when he actually did change his name. Yes, of course, but to the people as like Ali, you know, the, mm-hmm. he, this was this was the match. Okay. And and we can see it in like the legacy, basically, which is the, the kind of last thing I wanted to tell, mm-hmm. talk to you about. Uh, he retired at the age of 40. Right. Mad. That's old. That's mad. Uh, with a ring record of 56 wins and five losses. 56 wins and five losses, okay. Uh, and his last fight was against a man called Trevor Burbick in 1981. Mm-hmm. Ali lost. Okay. Uh, 1981. Okay. Try so, but you're right. I wanted to talk to you very briefly about like the impact of his fighting and... Mm-hmm. I didn't know about this, but Muhammad Ali became such, not only like a celebrity and a world-renowned kind of sports person. This is, this is crazy. I, and I had no idea this happened. There's, a, there's another fact that I want to talk about. Okay. And I find this crazy because I had no idea this happened. Mm-hmm. But in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, such was his profile, I guess, and his, his world-renowned fame. He helped the US government release hostages from Iraq. Right, okay. He went to Iraq himself, mm-hmm. of his own accord. I mean, definitely, as you don't do. No, not usually. Not and, usually. And especially someone with that profile. Yeah. Well. And he, he helped negotiate the release of, those, of 15 hostages. He did that. 15 hostages were released. I wonder, what, I wonder how that sort of went about. What happened there? Yeah, what happened there? He was really close with President Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So um, when it was invaded by Saddam Hussein? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he lit the Olympic flame in the 1994 Olympic Games in Atlanta. Right. Uh, and the scale of the crowd's audible gasps and screams and tears kind of solidified his status as a figure of kind of black American freedom and so many things. Gosh. Yeah. So, so that's Muhammad Ali. That's Muhammad Ali. So, well done, dear. I feel like I've learned a lot. Good, I'm glad. So it was the 1974 
match against George Foreman that was kind of kind of catapulted him yes into being Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. and then it was the kind of using his profile politically that kind of cemented it and gave him that respect yes of of the public I guess so yeah I I feel enriched from that information, my dear. I feel enriched with sports even, news. Even just things like I didn't fully know which what era, like which decade yeah. he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that. I feel like I now know. So that's good. Well done, dear. Um, we need to talk about what topic you're going to give me. Yeah. Uh, I, I changed. I changed my mind into what it was going to be. Okay. Thought about it. Uh, I thought about it recently and I thought, no, do you know what? The next time I'm going to go for this. Mm-hmm. It's something that's very dear to both of our hearts. Okay. But I don't think I know as much of its history as I'd like to. Something that's dear to our hearts, but okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, think, dear to our hearts, but something we don't know is, I mean, I'm immediately assuming food-based. No, no. Alcohol-based? Nope. Uh, drag queens? Nope. Okay, carry on. Uh, I would like you, Katie, mm-hmm. to tell me yeah. all about mm-hmm. the birth of radio. Stop. Yeah. I mean, I know some things about radio. I want to know. Radio? But, yeah. Interesting. I want to know the first words ever broadcast on the radio. Okay. I want to know the first record ever played on the radio. Okay. And I want to know, I know Marconi invented the radio. I want to know more about him too. Okay. It's the birth of radio. I have a first class honours degree in radio production. I'm also a radio producer by trade. I should be able to do this. I'm already nervous about it, more so than any other one that we've done. Yes! (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Wonderful, then. (laughs) Well done, everybody. Tune in your your podcasts and uh, listen to this. Dial in. Dial in. FM 103, be more cleverer. This will be on the transistor. Set your frequency modulator, my darlings. That's what FM stands for. Forget about it. (laughs) This is Bowden calling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Out. <laughs> Het leukste cadeau voor de decembermaand komt van Apple en KPN. Want de iPad heeft KPN nu voor maar 379 euro. Appeltje KPN dus. Ga snel naar de KPN-winkel en je hebt hem direct in huis. En dat is dan weer appeltje eitje.